I want to speak about Naaman. In the book of 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, I'm trying to cover on leprosy, which is very similar to the coronavirus. The Bible talks about a man called Naaman. In the book of Kings, the Bible says that Naaman was great. He was the commander of the armies of the king of Syria. He was honorable. He was respected. Through him, the Lord had given Syria a great victory. In other words, he was an instrument that was used by God. What amazes me about Naaman after the great title, after all these achievements, after being so honorable, the Bible says, but, but already changes what was said before about his greatness. He was great, but he was a leper. The state of leprosy reduced Naaman to size. So it did not matter his achievement, what he had done, what he had captured. The word but changes it. In the case of Naaman, the greatest thing that happened to him, he did not know that the healing he needed was right in his house. The Bible says, in one of the times that they raided uh, Israel, they captured they captured a little girl. I don't know for what reason they spared the little girl. Maybe she was beautiful to kill. They took her with them from the land of Israel to Syria. She was waiting on Naaman's wife. For some reason, what I love about this girl is character. She was a woman of character. I think for some reason she saw how Naaman was struggling. She heard him screaming from the bedroom. She was moved by compassion. The Bible says she went to her master. The first lady of the house. House. And she said to her master, in my nation, where I come from, in Samaria, we have prophets. If Naaman would go to my nation and see my prophets, he would be cured of leprosy. May I suggest to you, this girl had never seen a leper before. This girl had no evidence. She just spoke faith on the God of Israel. And that's why I said she was an ambassador of hope. 
in the state of hopelessness. And the story ends. Naaman the great general. He headed to, to Samaria. He went to look for this prophet. Prophet Elisha. We all know. Prophet Elisha was a man of no nonsense. The story of Elisha. He is told. Guess what? A general. Great man. Who commands the armies of Syria. Is at our door. He said I don't care. Tell him this. A prophet of God as I am. I command him. To go and wash himself in river Jordan seven times. And he shall be restored. The man does not even come out to see the general. He did not come out to see the chariots. He did not come to see the soldiers in uniform. He just spoke a word like a man of God. There was nothing to negotiate. Naaman, take it or leave it. And when Naaman heard this, Naaman hit the roof. And he asked, and there are better rivers in Damascus than this dirty thing in Jordan? Did you tell Elisha how I arrived? Look at this servant. I love the servant of Naaman. And I will show you something about this man. He went back to Naaman and he told Naaman. You see, Naaman is acting tough and proud, but he's still a leper. So now he said that the servant told him, My father, if the prophet would have told you to do something greater than this, couldn't you have done it? What a servant. It matters the people who we surround ourselves with. Does, who is this person who speaks into your life? The people we give permission to speak to us, they make us become better people or bad people. They would rather, they make us or they break us. They make us or they destroy us. So it is necessary to, whom do you listen to? Whom do you open your heart to speak to you? So when he was asked by his servant, Naaman, you can do it. Let's do this thing together. This is a prophet. That's how they behave. They don't know honor. They don't know salutes. They don't care about chariots. It's okay. Let's do this thing. Because he has spoken. It is like God has spoken. Naaman, let's go and dip ourselves in Jordan. 
seven times. And the Bible says, for some reason, Naaman's heart was melted. And they went to Jordan. And he dipped himself seven times. I want you to see the obedience of this man. He dipped himself the first time. Still came out as a leper. He dipped himself the third time. Still came as a leper. He dipped himself the fifth time. Still came out with leprosy. He dipped himself the sixth time. The seventh time. He came out with a skin. Like that of a baby. Oh, the word of the prophet. Oh, the word of the prophet. So the Bible says, Naaman is now healed. I want to show you the difference between the servant of Elisha and the servant of Naaman. So, the ordinarily, it's traditional that when you go see the man of God, you take a gift. When you go see kings, you take gifts. So he had a gift for the prophet of God who never came out of his cave. And he's begging if now I'm healed, can he come out and receive a gift? And I shall say, no, I don't need any gifts. I know who I am. So I, it is not that I had a need that I wanted you to meet. I wanted to you to know if my God can heal you of reprosy, he can give me anything. So he had the gift. Do you know the Bible says uh, Elisha rejected the gifts of Naaman. And when he refused the gifts and rejected them, and so Naaman says, begs him and beg, please tell him, I had this, I had this amount of gold, I had clothing, I'll pay his, I'll pay his, I'll pay his debts, he will be debt free. He didn't care. He wasn't excited about nothing. He told him, tell him to go with his money, with his gold. And now, he has no choice. Naaman puts his things back on the trucks and hit the road. While on the way, Gehazi said, these things are going like this. You mean, I'm looking at things going. Gold. No, no. The man said, no, no. He followed Naaman. He followed him. And he said, you know those things that you had for my master? For some reason, me and him, we have changed our minds. Give them to me. So he got all the silver, the gold, and the clothing, and the wealth. He went and hid it in his house. The man is so foolish not to remember a prophet is a seer. While he 
was seeking from Naaman, the captain of Syria, the prophet was watching like a movie. That is the eyes of a prophet. Prophet Asias. Even when he was convincing the Naaman, give me, give, give them to me. We'll deal with this later. Elisha as a prophet is still watching from his cave. He may not have lived in a palace, but he lived in the presence of God. Prophet must live in the presence of God so they can hear from God. So, so God opened his eyes, Elisha's eyes to see things being off-roaded, being given to Gehazi. And Gehazi took them, went and hid them in his house. And he comes back to serve the master. And Elisha confronted him and asked him, Gehazi, what is this I'm seeing? Did you receive the gifts? He said, um, yes and no, and yeah, yeah, no. Elisha was so angry. And when we get to heaven, I want to see Elisha. This is a man who could get angry. He got angry at kids. Because they were enjoying him of his bowhead. He cursed them. Bears came from nowhere. And the children were eaten. He was a tough prophet. Look at what he's now about to do again. He told Elisha, uh, he told Naaman, he told Gehazi, Gehazi, are you sure? You did not touch anything. He said, no. And now he said, I want the leprosy that was in Naaman to come upon your body now and not only you, you and your children and your children to, and the children to come. Ay, what a judgment. This prophet amazes me. No wonder Elisha had no successor. Gehazi would have been the nice boy to carry on the mantle of the prophet. But just, just one thing, judgment was announced upon him, and not just on him, but to the, to the fourth generation. Gehazi went out of Elisha as white as snow with the leprosy. May God help us and teach us that obedience is better than sacrifice. When God says no, it is no. So let's look at the book of Leviticus. And I'll urge as those who are watching us, those who are at home and wherever you are watching us in every nation, I'll urge us, I would want you to read Leviticus chapter 13 up to chapter 15. Because you will see about leprosy. And the reason I'm speaking about leprosy is because it's a very similar to 
coronavirus. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying to them, when a man has skin, has a skin swelling, and you notice bright spots, if you see souls on his body, and it becomes like leprosy, that person must be taken to Aaron the priest. And let Aaron and his sons, who are also priests, examine the man. And after they examine the man, they would be able to judge if the man is clean or unclean. If the man has leprosy, then that person will be taken to quarantine for 14 days. And after 14 days, then they will bring them back. What I liked about this, the priest took care. They did not bargle everybody in a wagon. They carefully looked at each person carefully. Even today, let us be careful. Let us not judge everybody and put all of them together. The rule of Moses says, every individual would stand before a priest to be examined carefully. And when they have examined the person, then they would judge. Remember I have told you, Moses did not have the minister of health. So there was nobody making statements on TV, neither on Skype. But there were priests in the temple. How sad it is today that the temple are shut. In the temple is where people were judged, is where people were examined. And those who were sick, then they were told what to do. This was repeated again and again, over and over. After 14 days quarantine, they will come back to the priest. The priest will check them again. They will send them for quarantine again for 14 days. If they come back and it's over and over, then the priest would decree them unclean. Only then, they were isolated and moved to a camp. And there they will be given uniform. They will be served with food. They were kept away from their families. But not otherwise. We are good. Allow me to speak from 2 Kings. Allow me to speak from uh, uh, Second Kings chapter 7. This is very interesting. There are two chapters. But I don't want to join the two uh, chapters together, but I would love you to read uh, chapter 6 and verse and chapters and chapter 7. This is the time that Samaria was hit by one of the greatest famine in the Bible days. Once again, I cannot get over Elisha. Elisha comes 
comes unseen. In the time when there is no food. People are dying. I mean, women are eating children by turn. There is no food. The entire nation is shaken. And look at what he says. Tomorrow. At a time such as this, as I speak, a shear of flour will be sold for one shekel. Look at him. Look at him. And of course, people thought, come on, even if the rains would come, would the food grow overnight so that people can eat until food is sold? And he said, this will be done at the gate. And now, I want to go to the third, to, to, the, to the seventh chapter. The Bible says, in Samaria, in Samaria there were four lepers in Samaria. And these four lepers had been thrown out again quarantined. They were taken out of the city. And now they are out of the city. What amazes me, the people throwing them out of the city were dying of famine. And now, they are throwing the four lepers out of the city. And now we see, in desperation, in that hour of need, in that very moment of wanting, the, the four lepers ask each other, while they were in, hanging out in quarantine together, sharing the same griefs, they ask one another, why do we sit here by the way and die? Let's come up with a plan. Let us go and surrender ourselves to the Syrian camps. If they choose to keep us, we shall live. But if they choose to kill us, then we shall die. And the Bible says, good plan. The Bible says, they arose and they went to the Syrian camp. For many years I have been teaching, faith is a risk. They decided we are going to risk them other than die in hunger. They stepped out by faith. I believe the seasons we are at, when businesses and shakings are everywhere, anything shakeable will be shaken. And we are experiencing shaking everywhere. Faith will rise up. I said the gift of faith will rise up. This season, faith will speak. The season we are stepping out is a season of the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the chapter of faith. Where the Bible 
Bible says, now, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So he who comes to God, first must believe that God is. And that he's a rewarder of them who seek him diligently. Faith has a reward. I'm looking at the faith of the four lepers. On quarantine. Yet they have faith that they should not die in the condition. They decided to rise up and dare God. This season, somebody will rise up and will dare God. Even for those who are testing positive, arise in faith and decree the word of the Lord that you will not die but you shall live to decree the goodness of God. They rose up in faith. The faith we have seen in the book of Hebrews. They said it is better for us to trust than to die in pain. I love faith because faith is there's a language of faith because faith believes. The four lepers they rose up at dawn to go to the to the uh, Syrians camp. And when they went, they were going to the camp, the Lord was with them. For every step they took, God would magnify and the steps that they took to sound like chariots and horses and a great army. For the first time, God used the feet of lepers who are on quarantine to walk into the enemy's camp. And when the Syrians had their feet, they took off for their lives. They ran away from the camp. Oh, look at what God can do. Those so the Syrian armies thought. They, by, it's not, they thought that the king of Israel had hired the Egyptians and the Hittites to come together and attack. They acted on their imagination. So they took off. They left the camps intact. The tents. The horses, Parasi, the donkeys, punda, the silver, the, the feather, gold, the clothing, the food. Mabazi, they left everything because they ran in haste. So the four lepers entered like now dignitaries. Inspecting the camp. They moved from tent to tent. Every tent they went, they picked everything they wanted. They picked the gold. They picked the silver. They picked the clothing. From one tent to another, they picked what they wanted. And when they had carried everything, these are lepers thrown out of the city. I love their faith. 
they finance it one another. Basi. Mm. You know when people are together in the same thing, they speak the same language. They said, Akasema, by the way, this is a good day. This is a day of good news. Why do we wait? Suppose some punishment might come to us. Why don't we do this? It is a hard thing, but we can do it. Why don't we go and tell the king and the people who are shutting themselves, the people who have a lockdown in the city, why don't, and they are dying in the city, why don't we tell them, why don't we tell them what we have? So the four lepers remember very well they are on quarantine. They are totally restricted from entering the city. Yet they had a message for a king. Now, a leper in quarantine with a message for a king. How many know it doesn't match? It doesn't, you can't put it together. But yet, they said, since we are not allowed you to come into the city, we are shut out of the city. Let's go to the gates and we will shout from the gates, hey guys dying, we have a solution for you. We are quarantining right now, but we have an answer for you people dying of famine in the city. God has a sense of humor. And they, when they went, of course there was no way they could enter the city. They stood, they stood at a distance. And they told the gatekeepers, we have a message for the king. Go tell the king, while we were on quarantine, we scared of the Syrians' armies. And they went running for their lives. And we took over the wealth of the wicked. So now, open the city because we have the key for the city. You can imagine even the gate, the watchman going to tell a king that quarantined four lepers said there is food and they have an answer. They have an answer to the question. The king said, whatever, he sent his horses, his men, the chariots, to go and see. Just go see. If while they were on quarantine, they also went crazy. Go check them out. So the, key, the messengers of the king went. They came back to the king. They say, wow! 
Finally, the four lepers quarantined. They have an answer for the city according to the word of Prophet Elisha that the flower will be sold for a shekel at the gates and berry will be sold for a shekel. So it shall be. I want to say to us today, God is no respecter for any person. God can use anybody. If God used the four lepers to open the doors to the city of Samaria and grant the Samarians food, never light people off because of the, of the situation that they are in today. The situation might suggest otherwise. But never, know, never always forget that God is no respecter of persons. Maybe the person you try to despise has an answer to your question. Maybe the person you try to despise has your message. So we see that God blessed Samaria and fulfilled the word of a prophet through four lepers. What do we know and what would we say about leprosy in the New Testament. So what do we know about leprosy in the New Testament? The book of Luke chapter 4 verse number 27. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was addressing those who rejected him as he entered Nazareth. He echoed this words to those who fought and were against him. Jesus said, in the time of prophet Elisha, there were many lepers, but only one, Naman, was healed. The Naman from Syria. Those were the words of Jesus Christ. Luke 17, verse number 12. As Jesus entered a certain village, of course, the from a distance were ten lepers. They had been set apart. They were quarantined for, for, for days. So they stood outside the city. They could not enter the city. But when they saw Jesus in the state of leprosy, when they saw Jesus passing, knowing that it was Jesus, they stood afar, but they saw Jesus. Today I have a message for somebody. It does not matter what you are going through. You may be in quarantine. You may be distanced. You may be thrown away. You may be a reject. Maybe you are standing far. You are standing far away from your family. You are standing far away from those who don't like you. The only thing you need to do, you must notice Jesus. Lift up your eyes. Just like the ten lepers, 
kumi. While they were out there, nje, while they were being isolated by the people, they saw Jesus and they shouted. The Bible says, they cried with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And they cried. And right there and then, Jesus said to them, I am marveled by Jesus. Jesus is the word. He spoke the word and healed their diseases. Jesus told them, the ten lepers, go show yourselves to the priests. Why did Jesus ask the lepers to go show themselves to the priests? This was in accordance to the laws of Moses which had to be observed. Jesus did not break, come to break the laws. But Jesus told them. He didn't tell them go and wash like this, go and drink this. Jesus told them go show yourselves to the priests. The Bible says, as they were going, as they went, as they were going to show themselves to the priests, acting on the spoken word, they walked on the word go. They held it like a final word as they went in obedience to the master's word they discovered that they had been healed one of them out of the ten when he saw he had been healed he decided, before I go to the temple and show myself to the priest to be examined, since I notice I don't have the spots, I don't have the stench, I, I don't have the spots, he decided to return back to Jesus Christ, the word of God. The man returned Turned to the word, and the word was God. So when the man returned, in a loud voice, like our worshippers, he glorified God. He sang praises unto God. He fell down on his face. He was thanking God for the miracle. And the Bible says, that one man who returned to the word was a reject. He was a Samaritan. He was a mixed race. But he stood on the promises. Today, Leo, how far are you standing from Jesus Christ? He is the word. Jesus is the word. He sent his word. And their, word, their diseases were healed. And we're going to do that. The worshippers are going to sing it one more time today. That I am the God that healed your diseases that he sent his word and healed them. Today, 
It does not matter where you are standing. If you are standing far, well, what you need to do, call upon that saving name. Call upon that healing name. The name is Jesus. God has highly exalted Jesus, giving him a name that is above every name. There are many names today. Coronavirus is a name, but there is a name that is above every name. And the name is Jesus. Whosoever shall call on thing shall be saved. Let me see if I can finish this. Matthew 17. Jesus. He said. Seek. You will find. Knock. It shall be opened. He who asks receives. He who seeks finds. He who knocks it's opened. Jesus continued to say, If you other fathers are so evil, yet you give your children good gifts, how much more shall your father in heaven give you things, give things to those? My message to you, my viewers today, family and those who are at home, my covenant partners, keep asking. The Bible does not record how many times we need to ask. The Bible says ask. The Bible does not say how many times we need to knock. The Bible does not say how many times we need to seek. Keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking until you have received in Jesus' name. For he who knocks, it shall be opened. He who asks, will find. And he who asks, shall receive. This time, hard times, keep asking, keep praying, keep believing, keep trusting, keep hoping your miracle is on the way. When all is said and done, the honor and the praise will come back to God. Still on the proceed in the New Testament, Matthew 8. Jesus came down from the mountain. And as usual, a great multitude followed him. And I want us to look carefully at verse number two. And behold a leper. And behold a leper came and worshipped him. I do not know where the leper passed because lepers were put off outside the city. But for some reason, he came not even for a miracle. He came to Jesus to worship Jesus. Let me say, even when the houses of worship are shut, one thing that the devil cannot do, the devil should never shut your mouth from worshiping. Worship God wherever you are. Even on a hospital bed, worship God. Sing the Lord a new song. Worship him in every situation. So this leper, he found his way. He came and worshipped Jesus. 
breaching and breaking protocol. Because of desperation, he came and worshipped him. And he said, Lord, if you are willing, he knew. Jesus was the answer. So he said to Jesus, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Shocking shock on me. Shock on the nation. Jesus was not afraid of being infected with the leprosy. Jesus was not afraid of the spreading of the virus. Jesus stretched his hands and touched the man and told the man, be healed. And immediately the man was healed. The Bible says Jesus put his hand on the man who had leprosy. Ah, there is nothing Jesus cannot Hakuna do. Kitu yesu there is nothing Hakuna kitu that our God cannot do. He who was not afraid of a leper, he is not afraid of coronavirus. He is Jesus. The same yesterday, the same tomorrow, he shall be forever. And the man was instantly healed. Jesus healed the man. Jesus did not break the law. Once again, he told the man that he had touched. Shh, don't talk to anybody. Remember, you are supposed to be on quarantine. Don't talk. If you tell these people, they will take you back quarantine. Don't tell anybody. Go show yourself. Go to the temple and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony. Ah, offer a gift to as Moses had commanded as a testimony that God has healed you. Today, Leo. I want us to say to us, there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new. What you are going through, somebody else has passed through. The spread of viruses and diseases, they are not the first time. Neither the last time. Things will come and they will go. But blessed is a man who puts his trust in the Lord. Problems will come. They will go. This storm will come today. In actual fact, we have even forgotten that there are rockers that has in, are invading the land. Every one of us now, we are carried away by the coronavirus. After coronavirus, we will be needing food. What do I want to say? There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. Problems comes and they go. This storm will come. But when it ceases, 
another storm will come. But blessed assurance, Jesus is mine today. Do not be deceived that coronavirus is the last battle we are fighting. Even when coronavirus has passed, there will be other battles. There will be other new storms. But for every storm that comes your way, don't allow it to take you down. So high that it carries you like an eagle from, from place to place. So when you are in the midst of the storm, don't waste your energy. Don't flap your wings and waste every energy. Allow the storm to carry you through. And then when the storm is over, land and do business. Checking on leprosy. We're coming to the end of my checking on this uh, on this deadly virus that was spreading in the Bible days and likening it with the coronavirus. We noted that leprosy came with a stigma. May I say to us, if people have come from quarantine, people who have suffered uh, the coronavirus and God has raised them. Please, don't judge them. Don't keep them apart. Don't point a finger on them. Because we are all here by the grace of God. None of us deserves. Actually, we can take all the measures, all the necessary things. Look at the West. Look at America. Look at United Kingdom. Look at everywhere. This virus has no respect of any person. So in that case, those who sail through by the grace of God, don't charge them and stigmatize them. Know that you have survived by the grace of God. It is not even by the measures. It is not by the mask. You can put on a mask. You can even wear oxygen and you still get the virus. It is by the grace of God. I want to say that so that we may honor God. I'm touched by testimonies of people where God is appearing to them and they're being cured and healed. God is, remains the same. So let us take care of those who fight the battle and they win. Those who are coming out, pick them because tomorrow it might be you. So let's pick one another. Let's protect one another. Let's care for each you know, ordinarily, the, the leprosy was judged, was looked at God as God judgment in the Bible days. And that's why there was a quarantine. People were being isolated. Uh, they were kept aside. There were people isolation. They were kept aside. But this reminds me something. It was a pointer to something very interesting. When you have been set apart, would you ever imagine being set apart when you have been Isolated from everybody else. Quarantine. 
Think of this. Fikiria hii. Think of being set apart away from God. Fikiria kwamba umetekwa mbali na Mungu. That's why. Ndio kwa ajili. That process was a pointer. Ukoma ilikuwa kulengeza. You will be set you will be set apart away from God. Utatengwa mbali na Mungu. May God help us. Mungu atusaidie. That we return to the love Tureje of God. Tureje kwa upendo wa Bwana. Because God. Kwa ajili Mungu. Is love. Ni upendo. Romans 8. Warumi 8. I love Apostle Paul. Napenda mtume Paulo. He's asking. Anauliza. What shall we say to these things? Tuseme nini kwa mambo haya? These things. Mambo haya. Is what the nations are going through. Kwa mataifa yanapitia. The virus spreading like a bushfire. Viru the state of economy i mean people becoming jobless people shutting down businesses shut down of cities counties this and that people trying everything desperation everywhere i i urge us we turn to god and cry to god rather than crying to men men has no help men can give us good Advice. Paul is asking, what shall we say to these things? For if God be for us, who then can stand against us? If God be for us, who can stand against us? In other words, Paul is asking, who, what, then can separate us from the love of God? Is it tribulation? Is it distress? Is it persecution? Is it famine? Is it nakedness? Is it peril? Is it sword? In all these things, in all the testing in that trials, Paul says, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, he who loved us. Jesus loves us. This is a time for us to know Jesus in a very personal way. I love Apostle Paul because he's the most persuaded apostle that I see in the Bible. He suffered so much for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he understood the test and the trials. He say, then says, I'm persuaded. Apostle says, I am persuaded. Neither death nor life. Angels, no prosperity, no power, no things present. Like what is happening right now. No things to come. Meaning there are things that will come. No the heights. No the depths. No those things that are created. You know whatever was created. Whatever it is. Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ. So Apostle Paul today is asking us to remain in Christ. We should not allow things that we see with our eyes to set us apart from God. In actual fact, we need to get nearer to God. We need to get nearer to God. This season, when we are fighting several battles, 
factors in our nation. Not only the coronavirus, but the invasion of the locusts. Indeed, our focus, our eyes, will be on God and other things which we may not see and know now. Today, keep your eyes on God because you'll never be disappointed. And I finish this message with all those of you who are watching us from every nation. We're praying for you. We are making mention of every nation before God. The continent of Africa. Asia, we are praying for you. Europe, we are praying for you. United Kingdom. We have uh, United Kingdom. We stood with you in prayer. Especially when I received the call about your prime minister. We went into prayer. We decreed the word of God that your PM will not die, but he shall live to do the work of God. We're praying for you in America, United States. We're praying for your leaders, President Trump. We're praying for you. We're praying for our medics, our doctors. May God help them. May God preserve them. Those who are giving their lives to save other people's lives. We need to recognize. We need to honor them. They are heroes of our time. That they, can, they are not afraid to help and assist those who are suffering and dying. We are praying for you. Let's pray for one another. Let's keep fellowshiping. Make sure you continue praising God. Even when the keyboard stops, continue to praise the Lord in your house. Continue to honor God. Listen to the messages we will be coming to you on air. By whatever means, we shall be giving a word of exhortation. And we ask that all governments try to work with churches so people can get help. So the medics, those who are losing hope and suffering depression, can get help. Their help is with the ministers of the gospel. Let's respect one another's office. Those who are in priesthood, those who are kingly, let's respect one another. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord preserve your soul till the day of the Lord. I pray that you will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the country. Whatsoever you shall touch, it shall prosper. I speak the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob upon you in Jesus' name. So may the Lord bless you. My love to you all. I have missed you, but I'm praying for you. I have spent countless hours on my knees. I have an altar in my home where I'm crying to God. I love you all. God bless you. Amen.